spring training opener tomorrow for the Diamondbacks out at Salt River Fields. A talking stick, uh, defending a National League title, and here to talk about all of it with us, President and CEO of the Arizona Diamondbacks, Derek Hall, rejoins Bickley and Murata Mornings. Derek, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. Well, I'm not probable with a nasal fracture, so I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Fantastic. You would not fit in on the Dallas Mavericks roster, Derek. Yeah. No kidding. No, doing doing great. And so far, you know, so much energy, so much confidence in this camp. It's really fun to see. So many. Uh, and, you know, it's been a long, long time since you guys have come back to spring training as a team that had been in the World Series the previous year. What did it feel like? What kind of reception did you get? It looked fantastic. Yeah, you know, Bick, there were so many fans out here. And, and not only the first day, which was a holiday, but the last few days as well. So, I mean, we, we've seen it, you know, obviously in, in the response for renewals and in ticket sales, there's, there's a lot of optimism out there and, and, and there's expectations. And we've got a manager who is saying we're no longer going to talk about expectations. We're only going to talk about standards. And, and I like that because I do think we've, we've built a standard and, and developed a standard. But there, there still is so much hope and optimism because of what happened last year. Yet, you know, the, the three of us, as we spoke every week, we were highs and lows and it was a roller coaster. And, and as you know, we went from you know, 16 games over and having the best record in the NL, even better than the Braves at one point, and then quickly, boom, you know, we're two games below 500, and we weren't sure we were even going to make the playoffs. So we sort of backed into the playoffs, and and it just got magical after that. Mm -hmm. Derek Hall, our guest here uh, during Newsmakers Week, day three on Bickley and Murata mornings. Uh, Obviously, uh, you've been talking a lot on a subject uh, that has got some people worried, the stadium issue. I know you and Ken Kendrick spoke about it uh, earlier this week. Uh, there's no plan in place. And we spoke last summer, Derek, and, and you said quite optimistically you hope to have something in place in terms of a plan moving forward in a couple of months. That hasn't happened. We know the lease is up with Chase Field in 2027. I mean, outside of that, is there kind of a deadline, a drop-dead date on which the Diamondbacks need to have a plan moving forward for a stadium? Yeah, Vince, can't we get back to the World Series question? That was so fun. <laughs> I, I sure did swing and miss on that date, didn't I? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it feels like for three or four or five years I've been saying we have to have an answer by, you know, midseason. Yeah. But we really do because, as you know, the lease expires at the end of 27. And I do think the sense of urgency starts to diminish or, or there isn't one because I, I think those involved in any sort of talks or negotiations with us assume – You've still got, you know, three years on the leash. You're okay, and and that's that's really not the case. So we've got to know if we're if we're staying at Chase Field, which is our intention, so that we can start to plan to get shoveling ground because we're going to have to go in in multiple phases. You know, we have so many off season events, whether it's concerts or the bowl games, you know. But but we're going to have to make sure that we phase it out, stretch it out, so that we don't have disruptions in all of those events or in our in our season. So that if there's cranes mm-hmm. or if there's work being done, it doesn't in any way risk or disrupt the the fan experience yeah and i'm curious about this too with how much money you need as you put it uh, that needs to go under the hood on basic maintenance issues is chase field really the best option for this team going forward well yeah it's a great question i I think if you if you polled our fans they would probably rather us stay at, at chase field i think there's sentimental value there i think people are used to it they 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 love the you know, the, the experiences that they've had there and the memories that they've built there. And I get, I get all that. There's a huge difference, too, between – and you guys said it yesterday, you know, between 
four to five hundred million dollars versus one point five to one point eight. And that number just keeps going up. Uh Um, So for us, I mean, I I think it probably does. But of that four to five hundred million dollars, I would say half of it is infrastructure needs because the building is so old. And it's hard to believe it's one of the oldest stadiums now in, in all of baseball. But but we have to make sure that we bring it up to, you know, state of the art standards and, and standards that Major League Baseball as an entity expects out of their teams and out of their out of their stadium. So we have a lot to do. Naturally, we want to bring up those premium areas and really improve the overall experience. Yet we keep investing. I mean, this this year, this offseason, you know, we just put in new LED lights and, and those are fantastic and a new sound system. So, I mean, we keep doing it, but there's so much more that needs to be done. Derek Hall, president and CEO of the Diamondbacks, our guest here during Newsmakers Week. Let's go to another fun topic, Derek. Yeah. The, uh, the television situation. Obviously, that situation changed midseason last year. I thought everybody involved pivoted uh, very quickly and successfully, but there's not a permanent plan in place for a television partner right now. Can, can you update our listeners on, on what's new with that situation? I, I can, and I, I think we have to have an answer on that this week. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, as early as today, we, we can make – an announcement. And we've always had MLB there willing to continue to broadcast our, our games. And they did such a good job. They actually increased the number of households that we could reach last year, which is obviously a good thing. We were, we've been weighing all of our options this whole off season. We've talked to OTA over the air, um, you know, stations, and we've had really good conversations. That's always a possibility in the future. We were looking at, at the possibility of doing a hybrid of OTA and uh, also linear with, uh, say, MLB or another entity. We, we, we have had like three good options this, this offseason, but at the end of the day, I think the, the simplest move for us and the more logical move is just to maybe stay right where we are with MLB. And so we may be, you know, wrapping that up soon. The, the, the great thing about that, the feedback we got from our fans, why they liked MLB was the blackout was lifted, right? Mm-hmm. So if they were online or if they were streaming, they didn't have to worry about any blackout with watching our games here locally. And that's not something we ever had in the past. So we do know if we're with MLB going forward, even, you know, as early as this season, fans can still stream or pay a monthly or a full season subscription and not have that blackout. They can watch d games all season long, too. Now, you guys always are really great at your promotions. I think you took trolling to the next level by giving out replica pennant wings when the Phillies are in town. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> but it, yeah. Coincidence. But, I'm going to call that pure coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> pure coincidence. Uh, but in, in a larger degree, uh, the importance of capturing and sustaining this momentum. You guys have rare tailwind. Um, what you guys created with this fan base was organic and real, and it was obvious for everybody to see. Uh, how are you guys going to do that aside from the product on the field, or does it all get down to that? Uh, well, great question. And, and how do we still get our guys focused on forgetting last year and, and looking at this year? So, you know, really turning the page and, and our fans as well. It's, it's difficult, as you guys know, to get to the, the NLCS, let alone win it. And, and uh, I, I'm, I'm so proud of that. And I, I got to tell you personally, you know, I've never been more emotional in my 30 plus years in baseball than when we, won game six and seven in Philadelphia. Um, I, I think I was equally as emotional when Texas won and we weren't able to get back up on that stage in our yeah. own ballpark, but, but that was, that was enormous for me. And, and it's always our dream to be on stage, to be handed a trophy, which we were. And I can remember going back to the hotel that night and we had this big, big party and celebration in one of the ballrooms. And, uh, you know, I had my wife, I had one of our adult kids with us and, and we get off the bus and I said, Hey, you guys go in the ballroom. I'll be right there. And I went up to our bedroom or hotel room. 
lights off, sat on the couch, and just started bawling. You know, I mean, it, it's that it's that powerful. That's so awesome. I, I understand how much it means to our players and our fans as well. So we do want to celebrate it. We're going to be doing a lot, Vic. You know, it, that first weekend, we have a four-game series with the Rockies here. And we, we normally like to open up on the road, but I'm glad we're opening at home because it's, it's really a celebration mm-hmm. of what these, these young players just accomplished. And for us to be able to, to showcase the new banner, you know, for the NL champs out in left field. And then game two, where we're going to be able to give the rings out to the players and the coaches in, in a ring ceremony. And we're going to have, you know, T-shirts that weekend as well. And as you said, we have replica rings during the year. So there's plenty of chimes and opportunities for us to, to still celebrate it. But we really have to focus on, on 2024 as well, and, and we're going to do a good job, hopefully, of balancing both. Well, your focus is on 2024. I'm looking at the year 2029. We know you won't do it, Derek, but can we, on your behalf, start the Derek Hall for Commissioner of Major League Baseball campaign? <laughs> Whatever you think, Vin. I, I'm happy where I'm at, and I love it here, and I, I would love to uh, – I would love for us to be talking about another playoff run here soon, regardless of what happens in 2029. I'm happy right where I'm at, Benny. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of the lifting for you. You don't have to worry about it. Oh, I was I was <laughs> pimping this guy for commissioner 10 years yeah, ago. Exactly. It didn't work. It, but the job's opening Rick up again, Vic. Yeah, you, yeah, you know what? I, I'd say that was probably another date that I swung and missed at. So we're just going <laughs> to stay right here to enjoy this. <laughs> All right, D. Thank you, man. Yeah. Derek, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. We'll be talking every every week soon. I can't Fantastic. wait. Yeah, can't wait. Derek Hall, President and CEO of the Arizona Diamondbacks, our guest during Newsmakers Week.